0: Hello, my friend, and welcome to Wisdom Trek. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. Thank you for joining us for our five-day-per-week wisdom and legacy building podcast. We are broadcasting from our studios at the Big House in Marietta, Ohio. Today is day 926 of our trek, and it is Wisdom Wednesday. Creating a biblical worldview is important to have the proper perspective on today's current events. To establish a biblical worldview, It is required that we also have a proper understanding of God's Word. Especially in our Western cultures, we do not fully understand the scriptures from the mindset and the culture of the authors. In order to help us all have a better understanding of some of the more obscure passages of God's Word, we are Investing Wisdom Wednesdays reviewing a series of essays from one of today's most prominent Hebrew scholars, Dr. Michael S. Heiser. He has compiled these essays into a book called I Dare You Not to Bore Me with the Bible. You may have a good grasp of the creation account found in Genesis, but there are some aspects of it which our modern translations miss. Today's essay explores an aspect of creation that you may have overlooked, and it is titled Slaying the Sea Monster. When we think of creation, we think of everything beginning with God's spoken word, as Genesis 1 tells us. But some Old Testament writers concentrate on another aspect of creation, and it is a weird one at that. In Psalm 74, in the middle of God's ordering of the sea and dry land, His establishing the sun, moon and stars, and the seasons, we find another event, God destroying sea monsters. Listen as I read Psalms chapter 74, 12-17. You O God are my King from ages past, bringing salvation to the earth. You split the sea by your strength and smashed the heads of the sea monsters. You crushed the heads of Leviathan and let the desert animals eat him. You caused the springs and the streams to gush forth, and you dried up rivers that never run dry. Both day and night belong to you. You made the starlight and the sun. You set the boundaries of the earth, and you made both summer and winter. So let's first look at Warring the Sea Monsters. The reference to God smashing the heads of the sea monsters and crushing the heads of the leviathan has led many on a desperate study of Old Testament zoology. But this, along with many other confusing Old Testament passages, has a cultural content. In the ancient world, the original primordial chaotic conditions of creation were often portrayed as a monstrous dragon. This is reflected in the stories of ancient Babylon and Israel's closest neighbor, Ugarit, which is ancient Syria just north of Israel. In the literature of ancient Ugarit, the god Baal battles the sea, who is portrayed as a chaotic, churning sea with the terrifying sea dragons named Tanim and Latanu. These terms are equivalent to the Hebrew words, which are found in Psalms chapter 74, verses 13 and 14. You divided the sea with your might. You smashed the heads of the sea monsters on the waters. You crushed the heads of the Leviathan. Other parallels are found elsewhere in the Old Testament. In Ugaritic stories, Latanu is described as a twisting servant and a fleeing serpent. Those precise phrases are used to describe the sea beast Leviathan in the Old Testament. First in Isaiah chapter 27, verse 1. In that day the Lord will take his terrible swift sword and punish Leviathan, the swiftly moving serpent, the coiling, writhing serpent. He will kill the dragon of the sea. And also in Job chapter 26, verse 13. His spirit made the heavens beautiful, and his powers pierced the gliding serpent. But what really is the point of all this? God didn't really fight a little dragon at the beginning of creation. This imagery reflects the mindset of the ancient world, which viewed the sea as unpredictably violent and unable to be tamed. It frightened the ancients. Only the power of a mighty God could produce a habitable world from a chaotic sea. A deed portrayed in the battle of the untamed deep, God was victorious in his conflict as we are told in Psalms chapter 74. This imagery was intentionally repurposed throughout the Old Testament. Another example is taken from Isaiah chapter 51 verses 9 and 10. Wake up, wake up, O Lord. Clothe yourself with strength. Flex your mighty right arm. Rouse yourself as in the days of old, when you slew Egypt, the dragon of the Nile. Are you not the same today who dried up the seas, making the path of escape through the depths so your people could cross over? This imagery, the same imagery used in the creation stories, effectively describes the birth of a new nation after God's defeat of Egypt. Isaiah also describes the end of the days with the same language. In that day, the Lord will punish Leviathan, the fleeing serpent, Leviathan, the twisting serpent, and he will slay the dragon that is in the sea. Isaiah chapter 27, verse 1. The book of Revelation also takes a cue from Isaiah chapter 27 verse 1 when it describes a time where there will be no more sea. Revelation chapter 21 verse 1 says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. The elimination of all that opposes God will only come with his final reign on earth. Only when the new heaven and the new earth are brought into being will the violent sea monster truly be slain. And that's a wrap for our essay for today. Tomorrow, we will continue with a three-minute humor nugget that will provide you with a bit of cheer and help you to lighten up and live a rich and satisfying life. So encourage your friends and family to join us. And then come along with us tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. If you'd like to listen to In the Past 925 Treks or read the wisdom journals, they are all available at wisdom-trek.com. I also encourage you to subscribe to Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts so that each day's trek will be downloaded to you automatically. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor. But most importantly, I am your friend as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek Podcast and Journal. And as we take this trek of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally,